everyone. Welcome to the Weekend Extra this week. Pastor Joe here with Pastor Jeff. We had a great conversation tonight diving into this dode love, the Hebrew word for that, to carouse, to love uh, your mm-hmm. spouse. Basically a conversation on sex. Right. Uh, it's totally what you expect to come in the church, but it's in the scripture. God <laughs> gifts it and he wants to give it to us, so we have to engage it in the right way. Right. Um, loved all of that, but lots of questions start sparking around this conversa- uh, conversation because people are kind of coming at it from all different angles. And um, two that I was kind of gathering uh, kind of at the top of the list. Let's talk about those. The first is um, if you're married and you're engaged in this conversation that you brought us to tonight and you're like, I get it. Okay, that makes sense. I'm, 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 I'm serving. I understand that my body's not my own. I understand all that. But one of two things, either their spouse just isn't on the same page with this conversation, or B, maybe they just didn't hear it, and they're not the type of person to go back and listen to it. How do you, as kind of the standalone spouse with this understanding, begin to engage this in your relationship? With gentleness and respect and patience. And so... um uh, first of all, I, the, the Bible would tell us this, that when, when one of the spouses, uh, the Bible writes this specifically to wives, but you can apply it as a husband as well, uh, when, the, when one of the spouses is not on the same spiritual plane as the other one, that we are to win them over without words through our, our gentleness and our godliness, right? So it is not go home and tell them what the Bible says or what the <laughs> pastor said, right? Not, none of that nonsense. It is, it is a gentleness and respect and with patience. So um, I would approach it like this. First of all, I actually, I know this sounds a little cliche, especially because I'm the pastor. I actually would pray a lot about it. Yep. And, and I would ask God to give you words, to give you timing, uh, and to work in their hearts, right? So when you're frustrated in the area of your sexual interaction with each other, um, instead of letting that frustration turn into bitterness or resent, uh, resenting it, uh, pray and ask God to deepen your love, to, to give you patience, and to create a moment. And secondly, I, I actually would try to converse about this, and with, with a love, not with an accusation. And it's hard. That, that's hard when, when you're frustrated and you're angry, especially if you feel rejected, right? It's hard not to have an accusation, but to, to with a gentleness and respect, express your love for them, express your need for them, and ask them, can we have this conversation? Maybe you have that conversation with a pastor, maybe you have that conversation with a marriage counselor, right? But can we, can we look at this uh, element of our relationship so that it can grow and it can change over time? So I would, I would kind of go down those paths with it. It's probably a good time to exercise some of those uh, basic communication skills where it's not you and you and you, it's right. more like, I feel like when this happens that, yep. and it's, that even sounds a little bit cliche and touchy-feely, but the more you can say, this is what I'm experiencing, how can we work this out, as opposed to you fail, you suck, blah, 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 yeah. which uh, and, never works very well. Uh, <laughs> no. And I tell you what, if, if, if your marriage relationship, if this is a an issue in your marriage relationship, I guarantee you it's a point of tension. Yeah. And it's probably a conversation you've had a thousand times. So she knows what you think. He knows what you think. Can we get talking together? And, and sometimes you need a third party to help with that, to explain each other or to break out of the cycles of, of bad communication. So don't, don't worry about that. You know, go to a marriage counselor, see one of the pastors, 
But think gentleness, respect, patience, those types of things when dealing with this. Are there any timings that we should look for? Like, should we have that conversation when we're really upset or That's when we're really time. tired? It's best um, when you're tired, hungry, cold, and frustrated. Or like right after they reject you? Maybe. Yes, right like, then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so clear-headed after you pray about it, the timing thing that you mentioned. Patience. Yeah, yeah. awesome. The other question that came up, and I love this because you mentioned that this conversation is worthwhile no matter what your marital situation is. So yep. if you're young and single, single, single again, it still applies. We have to know these things. You mentioned that um, our body is not our own. That right. As a follower of Christ, our body belongs to the Lord. Let's say I'm single, and I know I want to get married one day. I have these uh, desires inside of me. What are some practical ways that I can kind of live out the fact that uh, my body belongs to the Lord? So some of the ways that you would think about it is is this. That's, believe it or not, it's probably the most controversial thing that we talked about this weekend. Yeah. That my body is not mine. Uh, it is not mine to do with whatever I want to do with it. It belongs to Christ, and then it belongs to Christ and then my spouse. So in a, in a single situation looking and saying that God defines what I do with my body. So he defines my purity. He defines my investment. He defines my care of my body. Uh, God's definition of my body is not all sexual. So it's my health and all that kind of stuff, right? What I do with my body, how I, how I interact with other people with it. Um, I would look at this, and I, I would say what, what I need to do is I need to get a higher view of my individuality that's higher than my sexuality. So we live in a culture right now that tells us that we are our sexuality, and that's a lie. I am not my sexuality. I am not my sexual temptation. I'm not my sexual activity. And, and if I define my life that way, I've actually given myself a very base view of living. So when I define myself as my sexuality, it means I cannot control myself sexually. So I am what I feel. And I would start there. I am a child of God. I'm a son or a daughter of a king. I am created by Christ. I am created to do good works which he preordained for me to do. I have a reason and a purpose. Uh, God has a vision for my life. I have an impact to make. I have an investment to make. I have a kingdom to build. I have people to love, needs to meet, visions to cast, all this kind of stuff. That is way more than I have sex to have. <laughs> And, and that ownership of my body, what, what happens is when I think I own my own body, I rob myself of all those things that God wants to give me. Not, not, not just damaging myself sexually and damaging what I'm going to give to another later on, but I damage myself of all of my purpose and all of my value and, and all of my life investment because I look and say, I'm just gonna do what I wanna do instead of doing what I was created to do. So it, it starts there. It starts with like a, like a higher view of myself, that this is who God created me to be. It's how he loves me. It's how I often express love to him. And I'm not my sexuality. My sexuality is a part of my humanity, right? I can glorify God with my sexuality. I can sit with my sexuality, but it's not the end of my identity. And that, that right now, that's a big lie that's in our culture. And I'd start by kind of resisting that a little bit. I love that. And then the way that would play out is if you are single and you can grab a hold of that truth and that becomes a, a, a cycle and a pattern and a habit of your life, then when and if you find that person to date and you find that person to marry, right. oh my goodness, the foundation that is laid in the health that can be infused into that relationship. Exactly. Oh, 
It's all right there. And Paul Huge. says in that same passage we looked at, First Corinthians chapter seven, he says, "I wish that you could be single because you're." And, and he says another part of the Bible. He goes, "That way you're not distracted by being married." But he, but then he goes, "But most of you won't be, <laughs> right?" So it's all fine. But it's him saying, "Hey, listen, don't." Don't think that you are this. You are actually this. And and living on that higher plane is really what God calls us to. I love it. Well, there's so many things that we could dive into, of course. This permeates our culture. So a lot of times it even permeates our life. Um, but as we continue to go to the Lord, let's walk through this journey together. Uh, this has been your weekend extra this week. We'll see you next time.